What's up, y'all? This is the Adapt or Die podcast, a podcast that explores new and relevant ideas for the purposes of self-growth and helping you live a more fulfilled lifestyle. My name is Armel Tala. And my name is Ben Smith. We're two university students pursuing our own journeys of self-growth with the hopes of sharing our findings with you. I think it's time for us to now dive into a little bit of the science the science behind this time like let's we we've, we've talked about the philosophical approach we we've pondered you know the great anybody if you meet anybody and they say i've been pondering this <laughs> they're a philosopher immediately only philosophers use that word but we've pondered upon the idea of time from a philosoph- philosophical approach but i want to know like what's what is actually time like what what do the sciences yes, do about so time i will say that the physics of time is it is it's almost hard to wrap my head around. Like it's very difficult. And I've been thinking about, I've actually been, I've been very comfortable with these ideas for probably a few, not a few years, but a a decent amount of time. And so some of the ideas we're gonna present today are, um, they're very difficult to to wrap your head around. So strap in, Um, we have some some very mind boggling ideas coming. Um, So let's let's first start with, again, how we view time usually from, from a, a scientific perspective okay so we already established that time uh, we have a, a past a present and a future right and in, in our in our general how we view time right yeah. past is set present is you know kind of an elusive moving point yeah however we can that's a whole different discussion yeah. and the future is a mystery okay so the properties of our views of time is time is one-dimensional okay um, and the properties that it's the same for everyone okay so Six o'clock PM for you is the same for me. Obviously, you know, around the world there's different we, we call different six PMs different times based on our, our point on the earth or the sun. But th- those are just different numbers for the same point in time. Yeah. Right. We we all experience time at the same time. Yeah. You know, if you go to Asia for ten years and you come back, we're the same age. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> that's we all we that's intuitive. Yeah. It's a very basic right. idea. It's a very ordinary idea. Uh, so time is one dimensional, okay? Time is the same for everyone. Stemming off time is the same for everyone. Time duration is also the same for everyone. One second of time is one second of time. Right. We all experience the world uh, one second per second. Yeah. Okay. That's another thing. Um, and the last thing is that we kind of define time as being measured by clocks, right? And the understanding time through clocks is going to be very important in this. It's going to be very important, right? Mm-hmm. So... If you, similar to how if you go to Asia and you come back in 10 years, you're the same age. If I take a clock, right, in our view of time, and I take it, um, and I, let's say I just hold it up above me, yeah. like, like just literally my arm's length. Our view of time would say that if we synchronize two clocks, right, and I hold one at my chest level, and I hold one above my head, then, and I bring them back together, they'll be perfectly synced if I synced them before, right? Yeah. That's not how time works. Okay. Time does not function like that, At, and and it's a very hard idea to wrap around or, your head around. But we actually have atomic clocks that are so precise that we know that if we sync two clocks together and you raise it above your head, even just a meter, we can actually statistic we can actually measure the difference between the synchronization of the clocks when you bring it back down to the original clock. That the different locations and height 
have a, a varying effect on the duration of time. So these are, when you're saying these atomic time, these are things that are actually like we have, like actually yeah, right no, now. An, an atomic and clock, used. yeah, it, it measures time down to, I want to say, I think it's 10 to the 18th. Mm -hmm. It's like one times 10 to the negative 18th, sorry, negative 18th. That's a very, <laughs> negative yeah. 18th seconds, which is a very small point of time. But if, like I, like I just said, if you, if you take two synchronized clocks, mm -hmm. and if you walk to the, the third floor, and you stayed there for an hour, and you brought it back down, mm. and we those synchronized clocks would not be in sync anymore. Okay, so, and that, so where, where are we so, going? With yeah, this? so where are we going? The first, there's there's kind of four properties of time that we're going to talk about today, and I, I these come from uh, Italian physicist Carlo Rovelli. This is, this is kind of where I got these ideas from, and so the first thing is that time duration, the duration of time is not the same at different locations in space. Okay. It's a very, that's, that's an important, I, I think it's, a, it, it's a very hard idea for me to wrap my head around. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. because like, think about, like, just think about that for a second. Like, honestly, like, like it, it, it's, a, it's a very crazy link. I, I don't know why it's different, but like, I, I can get, I, I get it. Like I get like, okay, it's yeah. different at different times and literally two feet of movement actually changes time. Yeah. And so and the reason why is actually because of general relativity. Um, and so we know there are two things that, that will slow or that will change the duration of time. The first is massive objects. So you know, the earth, the sun, mm -hmm. black holes, especially yeah. um, massive objects. When you go, the closer you are in a gravitational field to a massive object, um, the slower time feels to you. So what, what does that mean? If I would, were to go um, near a black hole and you stayed on Earth, so I, I flew off in a spaceship, I went to a black hole and I traveled close to the black hole and I came back, yeah. arguably, not arguably, scientifically, you could be dead when I get back. Even if I, my whole trip only took a year and mm -hmm. I, I only aged a, a year, you could, you could be dead. So like that's how much wait, wait, like so you could have aged all the way to a hundred. So you're saying and died. to you, your trip took a year, but right. To me, it Earth, took a year to you. It felt, but then when you get back to earth, did it really take a year from earthlings from earthling people perspective? And so, yeah, this is, I guess this it's is the aging it, that tells if it took a year or not. Right. The aging, cause we all generally yeah. age at the same, same pace. And you know, we, we calculate that by how many times the earth revolves around the sun. Um, but that's that's a crazy idea to me, right? That the fact that that I can travel somewhere, and gravitate gravity can actually distort time and slow it down for me, that when I get back we're different ages. So that means time in one part of space is different than the other. There's no like yes. space. That's why space is so big, bro. That's why like there's nobody out there. That's why we haven't found aliens it's because they're on a different time than us on a different time than this that's really why and and we, we see this effect all the time too um if you so you, you kind of know how like our percept like i see you because light hits my eyes right mm -hmm. what i'm actually seeing is you about you know a few nanoseconds in the past now obviously that's yeah. negligible you know that's effectively present it doesn't matter to us that's actually kind of crazy so you're telling me this whole time everything's delayed Yes, by by everything. Everything delayed. is delayed by very by a minute amount. To us, it's negligible. But when you get to a macro level scale, the um, I think it's the Andromeda, the closest star to us. If I'm, if I'm wrong about that, don't don't quote me. But um, I the sun we, is the closest star to us. Not 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 that star. 
but you, okay, you're right. Yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, the maybe it's like I don't know. Like there's a big star. My, yeah, my point is saying Indra, the light that comes from that star, when it hits us, we are seeing that star four years in the past. Damn. Okay, so that's four that's, years in the past. That's you know. So this whole time you're kind of you. I've, I think you've been wondering. Okay, what does it have to do? Why do I care if time duration? Yeah. That's 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 one very not even a, that applicable application compared to other applications that we could have in the future of how time duration distortion or time duration is important, right? So, um, the light took it took four light years for light to reach Earth, and so that doesn't have to do with anything with gravity or or yeah. um, general volatility, but we know that we're seeing that star in the past. And if you go farther, we're actually seeing stars millions of light years in the past. Millions of light years. Mm. Okay? And so... So they could have been, of, like, blown up by the time... Like, by the by the time we receive the light yes. from a star that's thousands of light years away, mm-hmm. it could be gone. Yep. And Absolutely. then, and then, t- then the f- same amount of time it took us, and the, the, the delay is going to be the same amount of time it's going to take us before we realize that yep. star's been gone. Exactly. And so this kind of raises the question. It brings it brings me to my the second property of time. So the first one we just kind of went over is time duration is not the same, um, which comes from massive objects, and it also comes from if you move very fast through space. We don't have to hit on that too much because it's yeah. effectively the same thing. You, if you move fast through space time will slow down to you the same way that it does as if you were moving through a massive object, like next to a massive object. Okay, but moving on to the second thing that we just kind of hit on is that time is local. Okay, Mm. so what I mean by that, like we just said, we're seeing those stars, millions, you know, hundreds of millions, billions, just so far in the past, right? Okay, so if we're seeing those stars so far in the past, what does it actually mean to be now? Okay, so we're observing it in the past. What is what does now mean? What does it mean for us to see the stars like right now? You know, and you know, you obviously you say, okay, well, we're just seeing, you know, ten years in the past. So like yeah. we're just seeing, you know, we can just calculate that mathematically. Well, yes, but then consider the complexity of the universe. Consider yeah. how many stars there are in the universe. Mm-hmm. Consider how big the universe is we don't even know how big it is yeah like we really don't it's an estimate right and so to compute everything in relation to each other because think about like things that are half the distance in between us the the time duration that it took for this light to get to there is different from it to us so they're seeing that star at the same point half you know they, they saw it half the time you know let's say it, it takes yeah. a million years to get to us well people in the middle see that star as it was 500,000 years ago, and we're seeing it a million years ago. And then when you start triangulating and, and, and doing all the relativity for everything, it's, it's almost, it's just impossible, right? Yeah. There's just no, there's no really con, there's no real concept of time as it is right now. And so where does that bring us? So the second property of time, that time is local, okay? Time is local. So the, earlier we're talking about the, the negligibility of of time as we perceive it between us, right? Mm-hmm. Nanoseconds is negligible. So let's say that we define a negligible amount of time as a tenth of a second, okay? How we would say time is local is that everything within a certain length, based on how, based on how fast light travels mm-hmm. and the length that it could travel in you know, a tenth of a second, everything within that bubble 
has an effectively negligible everything in that bubble has the same time if you will to so us they they count their times they count their duration of time the same right in that it, bubble. yeah everyone would have the same same time effectively. so but then once so like i'm counting a second like on this time bubble i'm counting a second like yo one two three but in theirs they might be counting a second like one two three four like they just it's just a whole different pace and that's a wild idea right yeah. that's, that's crazy like that that blows my mind like it really does like mm -hmm. they, like it, it's like that is such a wild idea because yeah. think about like have you ever thought about time duration being different based on your location in space no. probably not like it's 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 a very hard idea honestly to wrap your head around and in the future like when we like you know space travel is you know we already see like elon mm -hmm. you know he's he's already got shout out to my man elon musk doing great things we um, going to the moon baby gme <laughs> he if we have space travel in the future you know maybe one day if we could travel to other places in the galaxy the duration of time is going to be very important because we're going to have to get used to the idea that if you travel far enough away and come back the people here on earth are not going to be the same age the mm. age duration will not be the same i doubt a lot of people have thought about that when the it age, comes to space it travel. will not be the same now granted it will have to be a fairly long distance and mm -hmm. you will have to, it depends on the route you take because yeah. You know, if you go closer to gravitational fields, but like we want like intergalactic travel, we want like right. Star Wars. And and when you see, you know, so Star Wars, like that that view of everything being existing at the same time, that's not true. I actually haven't watched Star Wars, but I I've watched. I mean, I've seen the movies. Like the every that everyone exists and ages at the same time. Mm -hmm. In space travel, that's just not how it works. Right? They might just have found this a different way. <laughs> Maybe they're right. You who knows? Who oh, knows? Yeah, this scientists just be talking, man. Not nah, playing. Really? <laughs> and so. I just think that's such a an important idea. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the third thing is entropy. Mm -hmm. So what is it? We, we want to find like what in physics gives us time. Yeah. Okay. So when you think about physics, um, think about a pendulum. When a pendulum is swinging, right? If you see a pendulum, a video of a pendulum swinging in reverse, you would have no idea that it was moving in the past or the present. Like if it was moving forward or backward through time, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're thinking about that, there's actually, there's almost no models or equations in physics that give us a forward movement of time, right? Because either, either like going back and forward, it, that doesn't make a difference. We yeah. can't tell. Yeah. Um, there is one though, and it's in thermodynamics. So it's the second law of thermodynamics says that entropy um, increases with time. So mm -hmm. as time passes, entropy must increase. Mm-hmm. Now you're probably wondering what the hell is entropy. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> entropy, definitionally speaking, is the disorder in the universe. Okay. okay? You're like, well, okay, what? That sounds so ambiguous. Like, what? What does that mean? Let's, let's let's take an example. Let's say I have a box of balls. Okay, and in the box I have a divider, and it, it divides the box in half. And on the right side I have ten blue balls. And on the left side I have ten red balls. Mm -hmm. We would consider that an ordered system. Okay. Now, if I put the lid on the box, uh, actually, if I take if I take the divide the divider out, put the lid on the box, and I shake it up, and we open it back up, and then we put the divider back in, you would expect that all of the balls would they'd be disordered, right? Yeah. They would have a they would be all mixed and matched and whatever, whatever. That's essentially what entropy is. It's the idea that everything in our universe, as time passes, becomes more disordered. 
things do not magically separate themselves. It just doesn't, it's just not how the universe works, yeah. right? And that's an important idea. And that is the only thing that gives our universe from physics, from a, a scientific standpoint, the, the motion, the order of time. Without, without entropy, we would have not, the past moving forward, moving backward, we'd have no direction. The mm -hmm. arrow of time would not be there. Yeah. And that's that's a wild idea, right? Mm -hmm. Like think about like we think about what would happen if we didn't have time. It would be like like what would you be able to do? You, to be honest, like, like don't even know. Like you, you don't like you if you couldn't remember things, right? Because there's no true. time. Yeah. It'd be like do you, oh, even yeah, exist? you know, um they took over, you know, the revolution happened a while back. What's a while back? A while back, <laughs> well, exactly, right. So that that and it's a very it's very important. Now, one other thing about entropy that's very interesting is that, let's say that I am with my friend. Okay, yeah. we have this box of balls, same box, ten ten blue balls, ten red balls. They have the divider in the middle. Currently, they're both separated. So ten blue balls on the right, ten red balls on the left. To me, the system is perfectly ordered based on the color of the balls. Let's say my friend, for example, is colorblind. Mm -hmm. He can't see the color differences. They just look gray to him. Yeah. So what is that? Is the box ordered to him? What does that even mean for him? They're just all gray. So that, that's kind of a weird question already. Like, what, what do we do with that? Mm -hmm. Now, let's say, for instance, that our, my friend can, he can perceive the size of the ball impercept, like imperceptibly to us different sizes of the ball. Mm -hmm. So there, there's my, minute differences in the sizes of the ball but they all look the same to me. My friend can see the, the differences. There's, let's say there's two sizes, a small and a large one, but they effectively look the same to me. To him, the system will be ordered based on the size sizes of the balls, yeah. right? And let's say there's there's five small ones and five large ones in, in both red and blue. So there's five small in the red, five small in the blue, five large in the blue, five large in the red. When we mix up the box, He's going to define entropy as the size of the balls. Mm. I'm going to define entropy as the color of the balls. So it's like, so it's like depending on like your perception, like some, some, there's going to be people on, on the way we define, we define time in a one way, but then like people in a different sphere of time or people just somewhere else are defining time in a different way. And that's. Well, so let's think about, let's, let's run it back for a second. Think about entropy, right? So entropy, as we're moving forward through time, is constantly getting greater. And mm -hmm. Entropy is the disorder of a system. So if disorder in the universe is constantly getting greater when we move forward through time, what happens when we move backward through time? When we're looking through the past, if we're playing a video in reverse, everything is becoming more ordered, right? Mm. Well, is there a perfect order at some point? in the in the back like is there like why where did this order come from yeah why do we have this order why are we becoming more disordered who who ordered the universe yeah like, why, where did this order come from that's a very important question right yeah. because like that's how we have time yeah and without that order becoming more disordered we would not have time right that's a, that's a and so where where is that order coming from was our universe perfectly ordered at the beginning Mm -hmm. so when your mom's like your room's not clean and it's disordered you're like mom it's just time <laughs> it's not my fault <laughs> exactly you so when we're looking back that's as a, a really crazy question is the universe more ordered is there perfect order in the beginning mm -hmm. and the answer is we don't know but 
um, the physicist, Italian physicist Carlo Rovelli, he has a hypothesis that the order of the universe, because it's based on the eye of the beholder, right? So it's based on how we interact with the system, which means for me, I interact with the system based on color. Mm -hmm. My friend interacts with it based on mass or size. Effectively, as a species, every human interacts with our our environment in the same exact way. Mm that doesn't necessarily mean that we had to in- interact with it in the way that we are. It just means that's just how we do. We don't, we don't know why, right? And so what that suggests is that maybe there is no perfect order in the beginning. Instead, there's just more order in the past, and we're just viewing, we're interacting with the system in a way that there was more order in the past. So we're mm. seeing more disorder of a certain aspect of our, of our environment, of our universe, but there could be many other aspects that we don't know about that we just simply don't interact with. And so there's, you know, maybe that's a little too deep off the ledge. Maybe I'm kind of getting I'm in the weeds a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you, you might have lost me right when they said balls and disorder. And I was like, All right, I got you disorder and seeing the way time is. But no, I got you. OK, we'll, we'll bring it back. The, that's that is a little maybe a little bit in the thickets. But the the last thing I, w- I want to talk about is the the granularity of time. So what does that mean? We don't know if time is continuous or discrete. So in a, in a historical aspect, we think time is discrete. I mean, and we think time is continuous, sorry. We, we, we've always, we always, Newton, um, when he thought of time, he defined it as, you know, time flows irrespective of what we do. Mm-hmm. It's just this it's continuous, continuous flow of time. Is this why everything in calculus has to be like, they're like, a continuous function, <laughs> continuous function, because my man Newton was like, it just got to be it continuous. It just got to be continuous, right? And so we, th- as a result of Newton's ideas, right? Because think, you know, Newton, he one provided man, the base of... So one man shaped the entire way we, per- we, right. so we define we everything. We perceive time as society as continuous because our education system is heavily based on, based on Newton's ideas. As they, you know, he, he was a great... Wow. Yeah, and that's a crazy... That's, that's mind-blowing. That's actually crazy. That's, a, that's, a, that's like a side tangent. Like, that's, yeah. that's wild, right? Um, but... The idea that time is discrete is not a crazy one. We actually, um, the same physicist, he thinks that time could have a, a, a discrete, there is a discrete amount of time. So back to the movie reels we were talking about last mm-hmm. episode, instead of, you know, similar to how there is a, there is a single frame, there is a single frame in our life. And, and that's, it's unbelievably fall, small. It's 10 to like to the negative 44th seconds, mm-hmm. which is, so small we get like our atomic clocks can only measure 10 to the eight, negative 18th right yeah so but that's important because if time is discrete that really does change the way we think about time right and it, and it's very it's a very interesting thing to think about because we can literally think about the flow of time as the the change in discrete frames or, or blocks as we talked about last episode of time so it just makes it easier to like calculate things it's just a different way of, of viewing things, and it, it does have some ramifications on uh, how... So, know, which uh, which way... So, I'm guessing, like, but the way we've mainly been going with is that it's continuous. We've, we, we've viewed it as continuous, mainly. We have no hard evidence either way, though. We, d- we simply don't know. So, That's have, the have, they been, have they been doing, like... Have, they, have scientists and physicists been messing around with the idea of, like, it being discrete and doing, like, trying to solve problems that way? Yeah, so they're they're working on um, 
the, the, that physicist, same one, Carlo Rovelli, he's working on an idea called loop quantum gravity. This, you know, mm-hmm. what the, I don't even know what that means, honestly. Yeah. It's a very crazy idea, but he they're going so far as to actually time is not even a variable in their equation their their models time does not even exist and the reason it's important whether time is discrete or continuous is because in a short answer is um, we have old views old models of how the our universe works we have we're trying to develop new ones on a quantum level and on a gravitational level so quantum being very very small gravity being extremely macroscopic very large our, our models don't mesh They're, they clash mm-hmm. they don't make sense when you try to throw them together we we do not have one way of explaining the universe we have yeah. multiple models of explaining different sizes Parts. of our universe yeah, right different size okay and so those different sizes have competing needs in terms of whether time is discrete or whether it is continuous okay and so it's important we know whether it's discrete or continuous because it's actually going to prove some models correct and some models incorrect and will actually help us on our journey to try to find one unifying model to explain the laws of physics. Okay, so that was, I'm sure that was a mouthful. Again, that was, that was a whole lot of science. Getting, for those, for those, if you, if you listen to that, to this segment and everything been said and you just regurgitate that to your physics professor or teacher, A, <laughs> Instant A. He'd just be like, don't even come to the class anymore. We just gave you major, major extra credit points. Those major are brownie points right point. there. there You're you welcome. Go. Project. Welcome. Listen to the one episode. Bam. Okay. So, so I want to get out of the uh, the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about, this is the very, this is the last thing I want to say. How, so we, we generally view time as being existing outside of us, but you know, so like, it is like if whether we're alive or not, time is it is it is a fundamental property of the mm-hmm. universe. We actually don't know if that's true, and many physicists, many philosophers think that time is inherently subjective. Time cannot be separated from your experience. Your experience mm. of the universe is innately connected so, to time. You, so, like, so, so, so. Uh, uh, what did we say this was? This just just a uh, a profound thought profound from thought. from Armelicus Milius. This makes me think. I th- I think we talked about this before. That so time is just. What did I say? Something about the mind. Like time is just a. Con- is it a construct of the mind? Is it, yeah, time is a construct of the mind. Like so, you that's uh, that's what I'm hearing right now. Like no, ex- and that's exactly what it is. That's that's exactly what people think it hold is. On, I gotta make sure I plug in Armelicus Milius. Melius, Armelicus Melius, correctly. Armelicus, profound thoughts from Armelicus Melius. Time is a pro, is a construct of our mind. All right, sorry, I just had to plug that in. <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> shameless <Not> plug. Shameless. <laughs> um, and so, like, that's a that's a really fun because we always feel. I don't know about you. I kind of feel. You know, we feel as if something is missing when we explore time. Like, yeah. Okay, like we have these properties of time. We've kind of gone over these different philosophies. We have like these different ideas. Time duration is different. Yeah. It's local. We have entropy. Da 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 da. Like, who cares? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know, that's like most, you know. Yeah. The point in saying all that is that even when we know all of this, we still feel like something is missing. And the reason we feel like something is missing is because we're searching for a definition of time that exists outside right. of us that doesn't actually exist. Oh, it, I, I remember we were, yeah, yeah, we were talking about this because it was like, it was like, if we did not exist, 
there would be no no need for us to even understand time. Like no one out like the universe itself would just continuously expand, right. will continuously, you know, burst, create oxygens, planets and exactly. XYZ. But they would be like, We don't really time to like time, time is not a thing. It's right. just so time is, is inherent to us. Right. right. And not we don't actually know that for a fact, but there is a there's a substantial amount of evidence um, to suggest that evolutionarily speaking what you know i don't want to say substantial there are ideas that say that say that we evolutionary speaking developed we evolutionarily it, developed it, to experience and to use the change and entropy in our surroundings as a way to 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 have this property of time it as, makes sense and, and it does because think about what i said earlier right like what would no happen time. if you had no time if if we could not perceive the changes in entropy in our environment. No, our whole society would, would not, not be able exist. To exist. Our whole society, like you wouldn't remember how to tie your shoe. You would not remember my name. You would have no concept of the past because you don't. You can't remember the changes that 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 happened. Mm-hmm. So you. So okay. Because so, I'm. I'm. To make sure I don't argue this the wrong way, because I feel like I could remember how to tie my shoe regardless if I knew what time it was. But you're saying that the that when we were first evolving, very you know premature human brain and whatever. Mm-hmm. Our ability to take all this disorder and everything helped us create time, but in ways it helped our brain be able to wrap around the idea of memory. I think I might have jumped the, the gun a little bit. The reason that's so important that we evolutionarily evolved, that we evolved to, to perceive the changes in entropy, which the changes in time, is because if we cannot perceive change in our past, we effectively have no memory, right? And think about someone who has Alzheimer's or dementia. They have mm-hmm. a good amount of memory left, mm-hmm. right? And I don't want to say good amount. That's kind of insensitive yeah. to family members of those people. But they, they still remember some. If you could not remember, if you had no memory of your experiences, you would have no information to draw upon. That's so true. So you would, when I say you, you wouldn't know like, tie your shoe, I mean, like, you, you would not know your own name. You would be a vegetable. You literally wouldn't. And that's to go into why Alzheimer's and XYZ and why people's memory loss. But I guess to conclude, like, to understand that y'all, again, profound thought from Armelicus <laughs> Melius, time is just a construct of the mind. Is it really? I don't know. I'm just a bootleg philosopher <laughs> who gave himself a name. But that that's actually a really insane thing to think about. Like yeah. that all this all the science and the right. mumble everything that we could have got you could have got lost and all that, mm-hmm. but to understand that like it's so important because it's yeah. how it's how it what makes us like continuous, like we right. couldn't evolve, we couldn't grow if we didn't remember exactly. if we didn't teach the people if we didn't teach our kids to right. remember and they those and i, I know we kind of got lost in the weeds or i got i'm sorry i got <laughs> lost in the weeds i apologize i felt like i was in a lecture boy i was sitting in that bit like yo I, should i be writing notes right now <laughs> i probably should i probably should we, so we got lost in all those weeds so you could so we could understand the 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 scientific and philosophical basis for how time really could be innately simply a construct of the mind. the mind and guys let's not let's not disrespect the weeds though because you probably learned some i know i learned something i can go tell like y'all if i went to like f- uh, a different whole different star system it's a different time i'm on a different time zone than y'all my time is different the more things but, you know but to conclude off i just want to say that my mind was absolutely blown my mind was absolutely fried i hope y'all's was too and i guess I guess to end off the final send off, is there a question you want to leave the viewers with the people on the inst- on the TikTok live? Guys, guys, let us know. Do you think? 
if you heard the uh, the philosophical stuff, do you think that we live right here, right now? Is our reality now? Is our reality everything? Or is our reality, is it simply all up here? What do y'all think? Let us know. Because uh, at the end of the day, everything is just subjective. And the way you perceive life determines how you live your life. Definitely. And that's it for today's episode of the Adapt or Die podcast. Make sure y'all stay tuned. And uh, first off, we're going to keep plugging in because we try. We are young and we are trying to, uh, you know, definitely grow something. AOD, uh, Adapt or Die, the podcast, Awareness Overcomes Deception, the clothing brand. If you're watching the YouTube right now, me and Ben, we both got clothes. Ben got the exclusive secret society. Sorry, you, you guys can't it. have this. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it, it, you, you'll get a version like this. but You in the can back. get this shirt, the AOD. This shirt is, I was wearing this all day yesterday. I had about eight people come up to me. Yo, that shirt is tough. Look, tough. If, if you want to stand out, be different, have people, you know, call you out, respect, you know, have that girl compliment you. Make sure y'all check out AODcompany.com. I repeat, AODcompany.com. Thank you for joining us today's episode of the Adapt or Die podcast. It's been a blast to have y'all learn and explore with us. Remember, explore and adapt because that's the only way you're going to survive. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Adapt or Die podcast. For more information about us, follow us on Instagram at Adapt or Die or find us on TikTok at AOD Podcast. You can also watch the podcast on our YouTube channel at AOD Co. Spelled A-O-D-C-O. We hope you enjoyed this episode and as always, continue to explore and adapt.